Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good morning, good morning. This is Julie, a.k.a. Brain Lady Anderson. I am very excited to be with you this morning on the Women Entrepreneurs Extraordinaire Show. And once again, I am, I am so happy to be able to introduce to those of you who listen to the show and who follow the podcast another amazing female entrepreneur and this one is she's got she's got some great information to share it's a it's a topic of relationships and we know that right now during this last year I mean 2020 has just been a year for the books right and she it's a strain on all of our relationships it's a strain on us as individuals whether it's our self-confidence or what we're going to do with the situation it's just stressful right so that's what we're going to talk about we are going to talk with a wonderful gal today it is we are enjoying our conversation with leslie montana is it montanali montanil all right and we're going to talk about uh, we're, we're just going to talk about the situation about how it's affecting women how it's affecting relationships so join stay on the line i want everybody to remember to stay on with the podcast all the way to the end of the podcast, because that's when the juicy stuff really gets there. That's when we, we get to find out how you can stay in contact with Leslie and how you can follow her and be able to ask her questions or retain her services if that's what you would like to do. So be sure to listen all the way through. We always share lots of interesting information through the entire program. You are listening to the Women Entrepreneurs Extraordinaire Show. And if you want to stay in contact with us, join our group, become a member, become an expert member, or even maybe perhaps be on the program, on the podcast, again, you're going to want to stay on till the end of the program because that's when you will find out how to do it. All right. Let me read you. Let me jump right in because we got lots of fun stuff to talk about with our expert today. Let me tell you a little bit about Leslie. Uh, Her background began practicing matrimonial law in 1992 in Los Angeles, California. Working in a prestigious boutique law firm, she worked closely with clients to successfully achieve their desired goals and immediate needs. Upon moving back to her native home in New York and working at NBC between 1997 and 1999, Ms. Montanelli decided in January of 2000 to open her own law practice and dedicated her career to helping women stuck in horrible situations, going through divorces uh, to effectively negotiate the process of divorce and achieve independent financial success. She has helped hundreds of women through this this process during her 25-year career, and her experience encompasses a wide range of successful settlement, settlement negotiations, negotiations, including things like prenuptials, postnuptials, uncontested stipulations, custody arrangements, and other complex financial agreements. Boy, you never know how much is involved until you're in that situation, right? She received her law degree from the Benjamin E. N. 
Cardonzo School of Law in New York City and is admitted to practice before the courts of states of New York, California, and Connecticut. So we are very, very well happy to have on our program today, Leslie the Lawyer. And that is her website, by the way, Ask Leslie the Lawyer. Leslie, thank you to the show. Or welcome oh, to the you, show. Not thank, you. <laughs> thank you for being here. <laughs> and thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I'm really intrigued. You know, this is, I know that, and your the statistics may be slightly different, but most of the time we hear that 50% of relationships or 50% of marriages wind up uh, seeking out uh, separations, divorces. So it's definitely a, a career that I'm sure you have had seen many ups and downs and ins and outs of the good, the bad, and the ugly. But what made you decide to practice matrimonial law? Like what drew you into that? Well, I'm going to say that I didn't pick matrimonial law. I feel like it, it chose me. Um, I went to school in New York. I took the bar. I went out to Los Angeles, decided to stay after I found out I had passed the bar in New York. And uh, I went out and looked for a job. And I had six options. And one was a boutique law firm with a sole practitioner who did matrimonial law. And I said, you know, I'm going to learn everything from the, from from this lawyer, so I'm going to take this job, and that's how I got into matrimonial law. And I have to say, I really loved it—not for the drama of it, but I loved seeing the people that came through the doors move through a terrible situation into a new life. And I liked being part of helping mostly women move into their new life. You know, and it's was not easy. It was always a, cha- it's a challenge, obviously, when you're in a relationship that falls apart, um, especially if it's a long-term relationship. So um, I fell in love with the, the relationship part of helping women mostly get out of a situation they no longer wanted to be in or their partner, partner no longer wanted to be in with them. Um, and it made me feel good that I could make someone else feel better and help themselves and really look at their lives and then achieve their goals that maybe they had put on hold for so long because they were in this relationship that ended up failing. Gotcha. Boy, that's, I, I, you know, it's, it's gotta be a lot of, uh, so I'm known as a brain lady. I love neuroscience and neuropsychology and uh, your, this position has got to have a lot of that, a little bit of psychology mixed in there, I would think, because you're you're dealing with a lot of emotions at a very emotional time in a person's life. Well, I mean, to say that it's emotional may be an understatement. It's uh-huh. full of every emotion you could think of. When a client walks through my door, the first thing, one of the first things I said is, I say to them is, you have to look at this as if it were the sudden death of your partner. And I'm not being gruesome. I'm just saying, you know, what if your partner had had a heart attack today? It's the grieving the loss of the actual relationship that occurs in divorce. It's similar to the death of losing your partner. Mm. And many people don't realize that in a divorce. I mean, you don't wake up one day and say, oh, well, I just don't want to be with this person anymore. The signs are there. They come all along the way. And a lot of times, the signs that are there are really not about your partner. They're about you. And especially for women, you know, most women 
have hopes and dreams. They go to school. They have ideas of their careers. And as they're going through their life, depending on where they are in life, they all of a sudden then meet their Mr. Wonderful, let's say. And they fall in love and they get engaged, they get married, and then all of a sudden they have a baby. So their hopes and dreams as a mother, a wife, for the most part, are put to the side. Um, You know, a lot of people think that the picket fence maybe doesn't exist anymore. Well, that's not really true. It's still alive and well. It's just taller. You can't see through it. And (laughs) it may be made of, it may be a stone wall. But mothers, women are still the caregivers. Mm -hmm. We're still the primary caregivers. I mean, and yes, there are so many women who've done so many phenomenal things to break through glass ceilings, but they're still there. And women more often than men, and I'm not saying men don't do this, but women more often than men will give up what they have wanted for themselves to raise their family, to keep a home. And being a mother is the hardest job in the world. But at some point, your children do grow up, and then you're left with yourself. So as you're in your relationship with your spouse before children, and some and people who don't have children, that's a whole other type of relationship. But as you're going through this relationship and the years go on, I find that women who are unhappy really are really unhappy with themselves because their lives have been short-circuited in a way, even though fulfilled in other ways by being this wonderful mother, caregiver, you know, homemaker. Um, and they've given up a lot and they've forgotten about what they've wanted. So a lot of times women will call me for like the what if session, like, what if I want to leave Johnny and, you know, uh, how much money will I get and things like that. But what I do is I try and steer the women back to what is it really that's making you unhappy? Is it really about him or is it really about where you are in your life, in your circumstance? And if that's the case, if it's about them, and I, I give a lot of guidance and a lot of tools to help women start to really think about what they really want deep down, what they wanted all along that maybe they set aside again to have a family or develop this home life or help a husband succeed in a career or whoever the primary caregiver is in today's world, what they really wanted. And when they start to unravel what it is that they wanted for their life, they start to realize that they're not unhappy with their spouse and they, they're unhappy with themselves and they want to change. And I give them tools to start to help them make those changes while they're in their relationship before jumping ship and saying, oh, I want a divorce. Because, you know, we always think the grass is greener on the other side until we get side and we realize it was just as green as where we left. Right? Because, <laughs> yeah. right? So wherever we go, there we are. So if you're unhappy in a relationship, especially the primary caregiver, I don't want to exclude anyone, and mostly, you know, it's the stay-at-home mom, you know, you have to really look at your life as it is and decide what it is that you want going forward. Once you figure that out, then all the other pieces of the puzzle seem to fall together. Now, if you and your spouse have grown apart, you have different views of the future, you're just not on the same page, then you can take that walk, knock on my door or any other divorce lawyer's door, and they'll walk you through the process, and they'll help you undo the relationship that you entered into. But I always caution people to take a step back and pause and make sure that you're not doing it 
just because where you are in your relationship and in your life at the time, like in a pandemic, that you're just right. pulling the trigger because you think you want to, you, you know, that this is the thing to do because you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. But it doesn't mean it's not there. So look where we are today and look at the extraordinary circumstances we've been thrown into with our significant others. We're not used to being at home 24-7 with our significant others, which is what has happened in the pandemic. You know? So true. We're, right? We're, we're used to getting up and someone usually goes off to work or, you know, so someone stays home or we both go off to work. And then we're used to spending our evenings and weekends together. You know, we, don't, we didn't have that for the last four months. We were together 24-7. So maybe you start to realize things about your spouse you never knew before. Maybe there were little annoying habits that you never noticed because you're not with your spouse all the time. But that's certainly Oh, they don't have annoying habits. (laughs) (laughs) No, not at all. No, he doesn't (laughs) shoot too loudly. He doesn't call me every five minutes and say, I'm hungry. Are you hungry? Would you like lunch? You know, we start to... We start to focus on those things instead of what's really going on in the world, you know, and what's really happening is living through these extraordinary times and recognizing that both ourselves, our significant others are under some sort of stress to say that someone isn't isn't really realistic. Now, everyone handles it differently, and everyone shows their anxiety differently, and everyone has a different level of stress than they can handle. So during this time, I think it's so important to look at your partner and remember why you fell in love with them in the first place. I think it's like a really good exercise. And when you do that, you have to really give pause and Take a step back and realize we are all coping the best we can, and we can either be on the team or we can be the opposing team. We can Mm. come together as teammates Mm -hmm. or we can fight each other. I choose team. Right. I I choose team. And I've, you know, had a lot of phone calls over the last four months, and I've really counseled people that this is not the time to make a life-changing decision. And ending a marriage is a life-changing decision. And I'm not saying it's a bad decision. It could be the best decision of your life, but make sure you're making it for the right reasons. Because people get very very Mm -hmm. caught up in, you know, he did this, she did that, he said this, she said that. That all doesn't matter at the end of the day. If you're going to end a relationship, you want to end it from a position of feeling secure in your decision, secure in your life, secure in where you're headed, not from a position of weakness or fear. All too often, that is what happens. I mean, if you're married to somebody 10, 15, 20 years, 25 years, we all grow. We grow up. We mature. We change. You know, this isn't like the three-month honeymoon or six-month honeymoon you have with somebody. You're living life with somebody. You're living through the ups and downs, the trials, the tribulations, the, you know, pandemics of the world, and anything else that might happen, you know, the good, the bad, and I like to call it the very, very ugly. So 
how you respond to the, all of that in your life is how it affects your relationship. And I always tell clients, remember, you can only control how you act and react to your partner and what is going on with them. And recognize that during certain times, you know, perhaps like during, now, during COVID, your partner is anxious. You know, maybe they have an uncertainty about a job, a job. Maybe they have an underlying illness. Maybe, you know, being at home has created all kinds of stress. It's how you choose to react that will create another reaction to you. Again, I go back to team. We go back to the team. So I find that people feel today, I've been asked this a lot, that, um, have there been a lot more divorces because of COVID? No. People who are getting divorced now are doing so because they were already probably in the process before the pandemic hit, and they were stunted by all the court closings. And now that the courts have opened up to those filings, we're seeing a wave of divorces. Right. And, yes, there, there is a small percentage of people that were thinking about it for a long time and then being stuck with your significant other 24 seven has pushed them one way or the other. But I always feel, especially for women, if you are the primary caregiver who has been the stay at home uh, person and you have given up what you have wanted, don't jump ship before you have a plan. Make a plan for your life. Yep, mm-hmm. you've got to mm-hmm. have a plan. You have to know. Now, maybe you're the CEO of your household. A lot of women are. They know all the bills. They, know, they pay all the bills. They manage the house. They do all the shopping. They know exactly what they can and cannot afford to do. But there are so many women out there who are in the dark ah. today, in 2020. Interesting. And I would think... I would think most would have a finger on the pulse of that, but most don't, according to what you're saying. I feel that the more you go into the suburbs, the suburban areas, this is what Mm -hmm. you find. I feel more in the cities, it's more of a level playing field for men and women. But when you get in the suburbs, I find that there are still a lot of men who want to be in control of it all. They like their wives to be in the dark. And a lot of women buy into it, you know, the nice house, the yard, the children, the ability to be at home with their families. And they don't think much about it until there are bumps along the way in the relationship. And then they start to realize, wow, everything I do is controlled by my spouse, every purchase I make. So if you've never put money away for a rainy day, that could be a problem. Right. Yeah. If you if you had if you had money before and you didn't keep it separate and for some reason you thought you should combine it when you got married, that could become a problem. So it depends on who you marry to and how they treat you and how much they respect you. If you're married to someone who doesn't want you to be interested in the bills and know what's going on, I say ladies, that's a red flag. Got it. <laughs> That's a red flag. You need to be partners. So if you're unhappy and you're thinking about this moving on or moving into a different relationship or on into a relationship with yourself and 
leaving your significant other, make a plan for yourself. Figure out what you need to live and how you want to live, where you want to live, what are you going to do. And you don't leave right away. Maybe you need to get some sort of a part-time job, get out of the house, create a network if you haven't already. There are a lot of women who took their careers when they became stay-at-home mothers, and they parlayed that into careers within their communities. They went into charitable events. They Mm -hmm. helped other women in their area, so they kept their skills fresh. And if you haven't done that, it's not too late. And it's at, at this point when you're in a relationship, if you're already in a relationship where, you know, if you're fortunate enough that, you know, your spouse is taking care of the bills, then it's not really about going out to make the money. It's about going out and finding yourself and seriously finding some sort of a job in an area that you like, getting out there, creating a new network for yourself. And then everything else will come, come and fall into place. But if you need to go you, out there and get a job, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I was just going to say this is, uh, this seems to me as I'm listening, as I'm sitting listening, this is good information to have in mind, even if you're uh, saying, that even if divorce isn't something that you'd ever think about, just simply having something, you could have a catastrophic episode happen in your family where you could lose your spouse. And of course. This type of, of course. yeah, this type of um, network that you would build or, or plan B, so to speak, I hate calling it that, but a, just, just knowing where you're at financially with your spouse, knowing how the finances are. I mean, these are all things if he should all of a sudden disappear. And we're, we're speaking more specifically, obviously, for women because you're more of a women's ad- advocate. But these are things that really all women should have the finger on the pulse of that financial picture anyways, just so you know and you're not completely left in the dark or completely in shock should your marriage fall apart or should you have a loss of your spouse. I sure. I mean, that happens a lot. I mean, women don't even know if there's any life insurance. They have no idea. And then their spouse suddenly dies or loses yeah. a job, loses yeah. a job. How about when the economy went bust over a decade ago? Mm-hmm. You know, I've had clients who, you know, some of them had an inkling, you know, they weren't happy, but the spouse would say, oh, no, we don't have enough money to get a divorce. And they got along well enough, but they went back to school anyway. Because they could, they were smart. They they went back to school and they, they they got themselves educated and they got themselves some jobs. And then would get a knock on the door around the holidays. They were being foreclosed on because their spouse was controlling everything. But they had an idea. And believe me, listen to your intuition, ladies. Listen to it. If you have an idea, go with it because that little voice is very very important. And you know, I do help men. I mean, there are men who you know. There are a lot of relationships that are 50-50 where it's very equal, and, and like I said, I find it more in, the, in city couples, but I, there are men that give a lot of control over to their wives, and they're in the women's situation, but not as much as women. I just find that women are, are you know, they're always the cheerleader in the, in the relationship because in the world we live in, more often than not, men make more. So they're able to give us more, afford more for the family than a woman in the same role. So that's why the wife sometimes will give up her career because the husband can make more in his career. 
you know, and afford for the family to be together. Uh, this is also for young people thinking about getting married. I tell them, you have a career. You're an individual before you get married. You come together as two individual people. That's what attracted you to each other. Why would you want to lose all of that? That's what mm. keeps your relationship alive. Yeah, so good point. keep your stuff, let him keep his, and then start something new together. You know, if you're together nice. 25 years, you know, you can bring it all together. There's nothing wrong. There's always a spender and a saver in a relationship. So the saver right. could be the sa- savior for your family. <laughs> you, you, you know, when you look at it that way, it's not doing yeah. anything wrong. It's not like you're doing something you shouldn't be doing in a relationship. There are a lot of women who saved their families when the economy went down. Or their husband got ill and couldn't work. Because they had the security in themselves to realize, you know what, I need to know that I could stand on my own two feet, God forbid something happens, and I can take care of myself and my family. And there's nothing wrong with that. And, you know, a lot of people like to think about fairy tales, you know, they get married, they're going to be married forever, or we're going to marry our Prince Charming, and he's going to give us everything. But, you know, fairy tales don't always work out. You know, and we can't watch reality TV, okay? We, gotta, we have to live in the, the real, our real world, our yeah. real situation, right, with our real circumstances. You know, yeah, yeah. television is, you know, we're not all celebrities. Um, exactly, you know, exactly. You know, you could be a celebrity in your own life, but when you watch television, I mean, and I love my young clients, I say to them, turn that off because that's, that you know, if you want to be someone like that, then go out and work and work hard and do what you have to do to get there. But you got to start yeah. somewhere. Yeah. So you know. So let me ask. You, um, let me ask you real quick. I because we're we're wrapping up our our time here before long, and, and I love a lot of things you're saying. It's it, it resonates with me. My sister had a situation where my her my uncle my uncle my brother in law got ill, and she had to step up and completely provide for the family. It was amazing. Um, what she went through and what she was able to pick up and do, but being plant, having a kind of a black backup plan or something simmering on the back burner seems to be such a good piece of advice. But now if you are in that situation where you are at that, that end or you've gone through the couples counseling or whatever that might be, what do you suggest to keep that, that dissolve as peaceful as possible? Because it seems like that, that tends to be a big, such a big issue. What's your piece of advice in kind of wrapping it up? So I'm going to tell you there's always his side, her side, and in the middle is the reality. Everyone has their own reality because everyone has their own emotional pain when they're hurt in a relationship. What I tell people is if you want to keep it civil, you really have to be a grown-up. And be accountable for your actions because every action has a consequence. Everything you say that comes out of your mouth that is disparaging or mean about your spouse, if you have children, has a consequence. Every angry moment will have a consequence. So if you truly want to be peaceful, you have to, again, control your own behavior. You have to look deep within yourself 
and learn to let go of what's truly unimportant. It's all that fluff and nonsense. You know, I've had people who back then when they were iPods wanted to keep the iPod music library and literally would fight over that, which we don't have that today because you can get a lot of free music. But, <laughs> right, right, right. So you, you have to learn to let go of the small stuff. Hold on to what's important and realize everything you do will have an effect on you, your children, and your soon-to-be ex-spouse. So if you're accountable for your own, your own actions and you are responsible, then you will find less strife in the relationship because you won't be reacting to whatever it is your significant other is trying to do to you or get a rise out of you. Because when you stop, they stop. They don't even know it. You have to learn to walk away and not engage Got it. with negative, negative behavior. You have to walk on the positive side. And if you're going down that road and you're working with lawyers, then your lawyer will help you do that in a positive, effective, so that you're not engaging in negative behavior, which then creates all the strife in the relationship and in the divorce. Wow. So you, you almost become a, a counselor as well as an attorney there as you're taking all that on. Well, it's just such a fascinating world and your experience in being in doing this for over, see, what did we say? Over 25 years uh, has, has got to be just incredible. And it has been a delight We're we're pretty much, I like to call, keep our, keep our podcast down to a certain time. And okay. I would love to, maybe we'll have to have you back on again, um, Leslie, to, to discuss more because I can tell that you just have a, a wealth of inf- information and, and important information. I like the end point that you hit on being responsible for yourself, keeping it as positive as possible because that negativity just, just makes everything else so much more complicated. And if you're always focusing on what that other person is doing, you sometimes miss all of the mistakes that you are making. <laughs> that isn't that the truth. That is the truth, Julie. It's been wonderful um, speaking with you. It has been wonderful having you on. Thank you for being on the Women Entrepreneurs Extraordinary Program today. Well, for our listeners, I hope you enjoyed that. What an it, it's just so many things that when we we live in our own box, right? And we don't always think of all of the other things that that take place or all of the other things that you need to be planning for or you need to keep in mind just kind of as a safety net, whether it's directly connected to your business or it's connected to your business relationships, or in this case, connected to your interpersonal relationships, the most intimate relationship that you have. Having all of this information and keeping these things in in mind is very important. So if any of you are in that situation, then I'm sure you can reach out to uh, Leslie here. And all that contact information, you can go to www. H-T-T-P-S, whatever, www.askleslithelawyer.com. That is her her website, and that will show you how to get in contact with her. That link, by the way, is on the show page for today's show, so you can go there and click directly on that, and it will take you to her website, and you can you can set up an appointment to ask her some more questions if you want to continue the conversation. Other than that, if you would like to connect with us as Women Entrepreneurs Extraordinaire, you can always follow us 
on Facebook, you know, jump into the group. We have the group Women Entrepreneurs Extraordinaire at where we'd like for you to share your wisdom, your knowledge, your information with the rest of the group. That's what we all are all, we are all about. This is the we want Women Entrepreneurs Extraordinaire to be the one-stop shop for women, wisdom and success. And that's why we bring on such wonderful guests such as Leslie today. What wisdom she had to share. If you want to connect with us, go there. You can go to womenentrepreneursextraordinaire.com to find out more about the group. If you want to be on the program, you want to talk about podcasting, you want to become one of our experts, then again, go to womenentrepreneursextraordinaire.com. Now, remember, this is all plural. So women entrepreneurs with an S, extraordinaire.com. And you can always send us an email, info at womenentrepreneursextraordinaire.com. To, to answer any of the questions, my assistant Kelly or myself will get back with you and we will help you get connected in whatever way you would like to do. And for that, I always like to wrap up any of my, we're going to call this a show, and I like to always close off my shows by just telling everyone, and especially with the current situation and the extra stresses, just take a deep breath and enjoy every moment. Until next week, thanks for listening. This is Julie signing off.